Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fun Size Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten, and we're going to do something a little bit different today. What you're about to hear is a reshare of last year's holiday episode, because I know that I've had several new listeners since then, but they might not have scrolled back far enough to find this particular episode. But even if you listened to it last year, don't cancel me just yet. This might be a great reminder as we head into the holiday season. But before we dive into the episode, it's time to announce the winner of the tank top giveaway. Just a reminder, every five episodes, I give away a fun-sized tank top to the person with the best Apple podcast review. The winning review this round was a very short and sweet review that says, Great content for petite ladies. The topics change up, so there is a tasteful variety ranging from health tips, workouts, fashion, and petite hacks. So thank you, Tammy, for taking the time to leave a review. Please message me with your mailing address and shirt size. And to everyone else, if you've been enjoying what you hear on this podcast, but you haven't left a review yet, I would love, 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 love to hear from you. Your feedback means the world to me and helps me grow the show. And remember, your review might win you a tank top. Now, on to the episode. It's the season for family, festivities, and food. Lots of food. This can cause a lot of anxiety and fear of gaining weight for a lot of us. So I just wanted to give you eight holiday hacks to prevent that unwanted fat gain. So first off, we want to stay active. Obviously, if we're going to be putting in a lot of calories, it's a good idea to put some calories out. So since extra calories are great for building muscle, The holiday season is literally prime time to crush those strength and hypertrophy goals. You might feel inclined to do more cardio this time of year to burn it off, but just remember you'll get an even bigger bang for your buck with resistance training. I get that your gym might be closed on a specific holiday like Thanksgiving or Christmas, but if there's anything that the pandemic has taught us, it's that you don't need a big fancy gym to have an effective workout. I also get that you might be pressed for time, especially if you're traveling or hosting or what have you. So even if you did just like a 10 minute body weight hit circuit that you find on YouTube, you'd be better off than doing just nothing at all. I personally will be doing something like that this year because I won't be home with my equipment or I also won't have access to a gym. So I will be doing either just like a body weight circuit routine with bands maybe, um, or doing something like a YouTube circuit. Not really sure yet. We'll see when I get to packing. I also like to get out for a nice run or a walk in the morning before the big feast. If we're talking about Thanksgiving specifically, um, Christmas, eh, yeah. So the thing with Christmas is that I'm usually home in New York, which means that it's pretty cold outside. And, um, if we're opening presents on Christmas morning, I'm going to skip the, the morning run, but I might go on a walk like midday when it's a little bit warmer outside, but yeah, so it just really kind of depends on like what we're doing and what the circumstances are. It is very hard to go out and run or walk when it's blistering cold out. I understand that I will be spending Thanksgiving in San Diego. So I will have that benefit working for me, but anyway, I digress bonus tip. You can make this a family event. So you probably won't 
be able to get your whole family to do a workout with you. But if you can get like one or two people, I'm sure it would be such a blast. Like you'd have this fun bonding moment and there would be a lot of good laughs. I'm sure of it. Or you can get the family or even just a few of you, like I said, to go for a walk, like either if you do that in the morning before the big meal or even after the big meal. I love doing this. I'm going to suggest it to my family again this year and just be like, Hey, like anyone feeling like they want to go for a walk. Um, usually my excuse is like, Hey, let's take goose for a walk because she needs the movement. So that's always a good one. If you can kind of like include the dogs in there, (laughs) but you can even make it like a competitive active sort of event. Like like, I don't know if people play the Wii anymore or like, what was that dance game? Since I can't even remember what it was, I it's not something that my family would do. But I know plenty of people whose families and whose holidays do include those games and they're fun. So your family activity will totally depend on who you're with if it happens at all. But I will say that if you make it less about the exercise piece and more about having fun or creating a bonding moment, your family is more likely to participate. Are you tired of scrolling the gram for your next workout? Or maybe you just wish you had an ongoing, easy to follow, short girl friendly workout program that you can actually rely on. If that's where you're finding yourself today, then you would really enjoy the Fun Size Fitness app. Inside the app, you'll find a new workout program every month where each exercise is accompanied by a video demonstration performed by a petite. You'll also be able to easily log the weights and the reps that you do so that you can keep making progress week to week. And you'll be able to message me directly at any time if you need help. Here's what three different petite ladies have to say about this app. First one is, I love that the app keeps me consistent with a plan versus winging it whenever I go to the gym. The second, it's a game changer to have a new plan in place every month. And last but not least, I love that it allows me to use new equipment and feel more comfortable about doing new exercises. You can learn more about the Fun Size Fitness app and how to download it at funsize.life app. Number two would be to bring a healthy dish. So I don't know how the food works in your family, but if you all bring a dish or two to the party, try to make your contribution a healthier version. So sometimes all it takes is making just a healthier swap. So for example, you do something like mashed cauliflower instead of mashed potatoes Okay, probably not the best one to start with, but you might want to make both options because Uncle Jimmy will be pissed if he doesn't get his fucking potatoes. You could also do something like gluten-free stuffing or just make healthier swaps like like fresh veggies instead of canned, grass-fed butter instead of margarine. Pinterest will be a big helper on this one. So even if your family is not the potluck kind of people, it's still a really nice gesture to show up with a dish. Obviously, if you are the one hosting, this is a much easier thing to do because you're going to be the one maybe preparing most of the food. So it's it's easier to have more control on that. But if you are going to a place, which is usually typically what I hear from most of my clients is that, you know, you're bringing something. So it's still a nice gesture to bring a dish, especially if you know that you won't be given a whole lot of healthy options. So for example, I don't really want to throw my boyfriend's family under the bus, but for the last two years, they have not served a single green vegetable with their Thanksgiving spread. And 
I mean, I think you can kind of imagine my pain as a nutritionist. It hurts my soul just a little bit. So this year I'm bringing a healthy version of green bean casserole. I'm not going to tell them that it's healthier. I'm just going to bring it and not anticipate that it's going to be a huge hit, but at least I'll be satisfied if that's anything at all. If it were up to me, I'd also bring a salad and Brussels sprouts, but I think that might be a little much since it just might be a little too obvious, but I'll start with this one dish this year, see how it goes. Maybe I'll try two next year. Number three would be don't show up starving. Okay. So story time back in my competing days, I would have so much anxiety over Thanksgiving dinner that I would basically fast all morning. And then when we would get to my relative's house around two or so, I would be so fucking hungry that I'd eat so fast. And I didn't actually enjoy my food because all I was thinking about was the next bite, even if there were already food in my mouth. So I know for me, fasting is an absolute recipe for disaster because it's no longer about spending time with the family and enjoying the flavors. It's just about shutting down those hunger pains. So I don't do that anymore. Instead, I still eat throughout the day. Like the morning leading up to the feast, I make sure that I have substantial, not substantial, but you know, like enough to eat so that I'm not like starving when I get there. So since I know that I won't have any issues getting carbs and fats later on, because you know, that's just the way it goes. I'm mostly focused on eating lean proteins and green vegetables before the festivities begin. So things like veggie omelets or salad with chicken, or even just a simple protein shake with peanut butter. Those are usually my go-tos and just like one or two, usually two of those options is enough to hold me over until everything starts happening and water, plenty of water. Number four is avoid grazing all day. So it's kind of like the flip side of what we just talked about. Nobody gets fat over the holidays from just one Thanksgiving meal. Let me repeat that. Nobody gets fat over the holidays from just one Thanksgiving meal. What gets people is the grazing all day long and the leftovers and the day turning into a week, turning into a month. From the two to three drinks, to the chips and the dip, to the seconds and the third helpings, to the pies and the cookies, that's where it really gets you. It's really tough to consume two to 3,000 calories in one meal, but it's easy to do when you're grazing here and there all day long. Instead of doing all that, remember what this holiday or the holidays is all about. It's enjoying the family time and enjoying just being together. So focus on that so that the calories don't sneak up on you. Now, when it comes to the actual dinner, this next strategy is how you can enjoy all of the yummy foods without overindulging or looking like you're on a diet, aka this is how you keep Aunt Karen quiet because we don't want those nasty comments in either direction. So you got to portion it out. Always, always, always start with the protein. If you've ever counted macros, you should know by now what your portion of protein looks like. So I want you to use this superpower when putting meat on your plate, but I also want you to take a little bit more than usual. So if your normal 
portion size is about four ounces, give or take, take like six to seven ounces. It should take up about a quarter to a third of your plate. And I'll tell you why in the next half. And yes, you can have the gravy girl have the fucking gravy. Next, you want to add volume via vegetables. So try to fill half your plate with vegetables. Obviously, they'll be covered in butter and cream and honey and other calorie-dense substances, and that's totally okay. It's the day. Enjoy it. Have fun. If your family dinner is anything like mine, it might be weird to fill up half your plate with that green bean casserole. So my plan on this one is a large, generous scoop of that casserole and then adding the next best thing to a vegetable. So that might be cranberries or sweet potato or what have you. Even though those things will be higher in sugar than veggies, at least it's not all starch. And then finally, Now that about three quarters of your plate is full, you can fill the last quarter or so with the fun foods. So take a taste of each, take enough to satisfy your craving and to satisfy your company. Now, this next one is a really good strategy to naturally reduce calories without restricting yourself. Ready for it? Eat your food in the order you put it on your plate, as I mentioned in the last one. So protein, veggies, then the fun foods. This is because protein is the most satiating food and has an appetite suppressing effect so that when you fill up on that first, those signals are going to go to your brain first. Then you move on to the veggies because fiber, it also helps to keep you full and it's going to help you pass it all through. Then finally, the starches, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the goodies, okay? What's going to happen is that you might find you actually eat less when you eat in this order because you fill up faster as opposed to if you were to start the other way around. Now, this is one of my favorite strategies that I use basically all year round because it allows me to have the fun foods without feeling restricted but also without feeling like I overindulge. What tends to naturally happen is that by the time I get to the carb heavy foods, I'm so full from the protein and the veggies that they just don't sound as appealing anymore. Or I end up taking a bite or two and that's kind of all I need. Number seven is go slow. This is the one I always have the most trouble with. For some reason, it is so hard for me to eat slowly. And I think it goes back to my competition days when I would just be so hungry all the time that, you know, like even if I just ate, I'm still hungry. And then like, I'm just anticipating that next meal and I just want to just shove it all in. Anyway, I tend to eat really fast. And that tends to mean that I eat a lot before my body can tell me that it's actually full this year. I'm going to try harder to put my fork down between bites and to take a sip of water and just be present and engage in the conversation more. Um, cause I tend to be very quiet when I'm with my boyfriend's family. I don't know why it just, that's the way I am. I'm, I'm actually a lot more of an introvert than I think most people think I am like doing this whole podcast. I think I mentioned this on other podcasts, doing this whole podcast is a big step for me because it's not something that I ever would have seen myself doing anyway. Yeah. I'm going to slow down. And I think that because I'm saying this on the podcast and all of you now know that this is my goal this year, it's going to hold me more accountable. So 
yeah, go slow and remember what the holidays are all about. Intent. It's not the food. It's spending time with those around you. And finally, the last holiday hack here is to resume a normal routine the next day. Okay. It is not one holiday meal that's going to make you gain 10 pounds. It's what you do over the next few weeks. It's the grazing and the leftovers. So if you just take each holiday party one meal at a time, you're going to significantly reduce potential weight gain. Remember, it is a holiday, not a holla week or a holla month. And while you're at it, make sure you have a solid exercise routine. Going in again with a strategy is going to help you stick to something rather than just saying the hell with it. So if you have something that is solid, it's going to help you a lot more. So hint, hint again, the fun size fitness app is where it's at this next month. The month of December is going to include six festive workouts to cycle through. Um, normally it's five workouts a month, but I just was in the giving spirit this upcoming month. So I made it six workouts for you to cycle through. So if you guys enjoy this podcast topic, I also have a pocket-sized holiday eating guide to recap everything I just talked about. You can grab it by using the link in the show notes. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a very happy holiday season. And as always, I'll catch you in the next episode. Have you checked out the fun size store yet? We've got a little bit of everything from tank tops to jeans to leggings and matching sports bras to dresses and even earrings, all designed specifically for powerfully petite women just like you. Just head on over to shopfunsize.com to check it all out. And as a special thank you for listening, use coupon code podcast for 10% off your first order.